Hi and welcome to Natural Life Flow, the podcast for self-care to uplift you to your best self, sponsored by Debbie Spink Holistic Therapies. Check out the Facebook group Natural Life Flow if you want to make big changes and invest in yourself through self-care. Today's special guest is Sarah Griffiths, a specialist trauma and abuse therapist who tells how she overcame her own troubled past and now helps others to do the same. If you or anyone you know has been affected by this topic, please give this episode a listen. Feel free to like, share, subscribe and comment. It's all appreciated and helps to spread the word and empower other women. Enjoy the episode. Hi and welcome to the show. Today we have Sarah Griffiths, a highly specialised trauma and abuse therapist. Having recovered from the trauma of her own past abuse, bullying at high school and a long marriage to a covert narcissist, she now runs two successful businesses. Her newest venture, SallyG.com, uses her skill as a hypnotherapist along with coaching and traditional therapy techniques to help others rapidly heal from their past firmly put it behind them so they can achieve their full potential and live the lives they deserve, just as she has done. Hi there, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Great stuff. Um, Maybe you could tell us a bit more about yourself and how you came to do this work. Yeah, so um, I currently live in Western Australia. Um, but my clients are all over the world um, because I, I do all of my work via Zoom. I always have been, always have done. That has nothing to do with um, our current world crisis. Um, but myself, so the work that I currently do and basically everything I am, who I have become, um, is all based on my past experiences. Um, everything that I, I got to a crisis point. Um, about 10 years ago, where I, I nearly committed suicide, actually, because I couldn't see a way forward. Like my, my self-loathing, um, my lack of self-confidence, belief in myself and belief in life, I just couldn't see a way forward because things just yeah. kept happening to set me back. Um, and I, I very nearly committed suicide. Um, but having not taken that route, um, I, I was very, very determined then to get to the bottom of why do I feel, feel about myself like I do, you know, and it started this journey, this incredible long and painful journey, but an amazing journey, um, of looking at everything that had happened to me and understanding how it was playing out in my current life. Um, how it was making me feel about myself, what I was attracting into my life because of that, the decisions I was making, um, everything. Um, And it led me into starting my own business before I was ready, which was a whole learning in itself, um, progressing into my second business, uh, business coaching, and then realizing from that that what really was holding people back in their businesses it wasn't all the things in business that we look at. It was that most of them were running these underlying beliefs about themselves, these blocks, these limiting beliefs, um, and that they all stem from childhood. And when I started business coaching, by default, people started to ask me for help. 
Um, and I realized this, I was determined to help people find a faster way. Like it had taken me a long time and it was a very painful journey. And I started to look for a faster way. And that's how it all came about that I discovered um, this particular method of hypnotherapy, this technique, this program. Um, and I just, it was incredible. I just could not believe what it could do um, as opposed to what traditional therapy does. So I used it in my own life. And now for, I've been doing it for a couple of years now, um, using, using it to help my own clients, as you say, to rapidly overcome the past traumas and the blocks and the beliefs that have them stuck. That's basically where I'm at, yes. Fantastic. Uh, what drew you to the hypnotherapy as a beneficial means to get the results? And uh, sort of how did you find yeah. it was so rapid? Yeah, I, I mean, I had no intention. It wasn't on my radar. Um, and from what I remember, what I did, I just did what we can all do these days. I just went to the keyboard. Any, any question we have, we just put into Google and it comes up with so many answers. We don't know what to do with them. And I, I was just searching on Google and I just put a faster way to heal. And the hypnotherapy came up and I, I had never thought about hypnotherapy. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and it came up and I started to look into it. And when I started to see what the results that people were getting and what could be done with it, I was very skeptical. I, I was like, this, this has to be a joke. This can't be possible. Otherwise, the whole of the medical system would be using this. Um, but I followed Marissa Peer. She's um, one of the top therapists in the world. Um, and I followed her work for about eight months. And then I just said, this is the real deal. This is, this is absolutely, she's doing this work. I mean, she's known all over the world for this. This is no scam. And, and then I, I studied it. I studied with her. Um, so yeah, it came about by accident. Um, but it, so it wasn't that I thought hypnotherapy would be great. It's that I came across hypnotherapy and discovered what it can do. Um, because we, our lives are not run by our conscious minds. They're run by our subconscious minds. So of course, if we want to fix something, we need to go to the part of the mind that actually needs fixing. Whereas traditional therapy, of course, is, is just talking to the conscious mind. And the conscious mind can't override the subconscious. And that's where all the damage is done. I say to people, it's like if you, if you had a broken arm and you went to the doctor and he started working on your leg, you wouldn't wonder why your arm is still hurting or still broken you would know he's working on the wrong part of you. And this is what happens with the mind. For these deep-seated beliefs and the damage done in childhood, we cannot work on the conscious mind. It's all done in the subconscious. And when we work there, we get results really fast. Brilliant. Um, I suppose a lot of people have the opinion of hypnotherapy of being like the stage show with um, people yeah. running around barking and being chickens and things. Yeah. On my website, I actually have a full FAQ about this. And everything that I say, as I say, it's like, it's not just me. You can just research all of this stuff. 
So um, when you look at stage hypnosis, what do we have on the stage? We have actors. We have people who are chosen. If you look in the beginning, the, the hypnotist, as he calls himself, is choosing people. And he's choosing the people because they've already indicated by following his commands and things that they are prepared to go along with this. You know, um, th there's no way that in hypnosis you can ever suggest or ask anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. You're not asking, you can't be asked to do things that you don't know about. You know, it's, it's just not possible. You are always in control. You are always aware, always awake. Um, it's, if we use the word meditation instead, that's a word that these days is very up and coming. And I honestly believe that people adopted meditation um, instead of hypnosis because it's very, very similar. And yeah, it, it, does, it does the same thing. Yeah, it's just deep relaxation. When you're deeply mm. relaxed, you connect with yourself in a different way. That's really all it is. Fantastic. Um, so domestic abuse has been described by the UN as like a shadow pandemic and cases estimated to have increased by at least 20% during the pandemic. Um, yeah. If someone's suffering, what's the piece of advice that can help them start to break free of it? I think the very, very biggest problem is, and, and to be honest, when this pandemic first broke, one of the first things I posted about on Facebook, I said, we have to understand that we now have victims locked up with abusers, with no respite, no outside help or care. And the real problem is that the damage that is done to them, that they allow this is done early on in childhood. And that it, when, you've, when they find themselves in domestic abuse situations, normally they're just repeating a pattern. They're repeating what's familiar, what they already know, what they either experienced as a child or what they saw, what was modeled to them. So this is familiar. So the thing is to, to start to question what is happening and to understand that you deserve more that this is not normal, this is not right, and that there is another way to live. And that you as a person, you have value and you have worth and that you deserve more than this. Yeah, that's, that's the big problem that sits behind it. It's this big, deep, ingrained belief that this is what you deserve. And that's what I find time and time again with, with abuse situations whether it's emotional, sexual, any kind of abuse, the victim believes it's what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, these patterns occur in early childhood. So you need to, I guess, the hypnotherapy, does that regress people back to um, tackling yeah. those early issues? Uh Absolutely. So what we do with the regression, the last thing we want to do is regress people back so that they re-experience their trauma and then we leave them in that traumatized state. So which is much more what I hear happens with traditional therapy where people are constantly revisiting these trauma situations and then they're there. 
So what we do um, in the hypnotherapy sessions, we review them. So we go back, but you're able to do it in a way where you know that you are currently safe and comfortable, but you're reviewing as if you're watching on a TV screen. Um, but you still have all the thoughts and feelings that you had around it, but you know that you're safe. And what we're able to do is look at what, look at what someone decided about themselves as a result of what they went through in childhood. Um, and then we are able to say, but look, that's not you, is it? That, that wasn't, it wasn't about you. It wasn't your fault. There's nothing you could have done. The, the details might vary, but the basics are the same. And because someone knows that as the adult they are today, they are very different to the child they were, uh, we are able to very easily replace and disrupt those old thought patterns either that someone has about their lack of value, worth, lovability, or, or the fact that they're responsible for this, or this is somehow what they deserve. Uh, my job is to totally upgrade the feelings that someone has about themselves. That's what it always comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see that people, clients you have, might get sort of emotionally affected by the process and it's going to be hard for them. Um, how about yourself? Do you get emotionally affected by what the client's going through? Do you know, sometimes, but it's, it's, it's funny because it's in a good way. So I do hear some really horrific things, but in the work that I do, every session is healing. Every session, I know that if we go back to something that was hard for someone or, or was horrific, I mean, some things are, but we do the healing. So they come out of the session having let that go and feeling differently about themselves, about their future, about what's possible. So I am then able to let go of anything that might affect me because we've moved to a positive place. And that's, that's really how I deal with all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's the hardest part of the job? That? Do you know, I actually think the hardest part for me is all the people that come to me, because obviously I'm a private therapist. I've spent a fortune training to do what I do. It costs a lot of money to run my business. So I have to charge for what I do and it's, and it's not cheap. And I think the hardest thing for me is the realization that worldwide, it doesn't matter which country my client is from, the state medical system is failing so many people just referring them for traditional talk therapy for years and years and years where they don't get anywhere. They can't get healing. They can't get resolution. And for me, the hardest thing is the waste of life, the waste of time and money. Um, and, and the fact that people can't afford my service and I'll, I do what I can to try and meet people, but I can only do so much. But for me, it's the travesty of the state system that supports this medicate rather than mend. We're on this, it's like a dinosaur of, of a wheel that just keeps turning. 
Whereas today we have the knowledge, we have the skills to give people the therapy that they need, but it's not in place. And, and that's the hardest thing for me to hear people mm. who, who are on long-term disability, living in poverty, that kind of thing, when the healing that they need is available to them. And it just needs a shift. It just needs a different focus. Um, and, and people's lives would be so different. That's definitely the hardest thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from my own experience with uh, depression and you get put onto antidepressants for months and months and months and it just ends up way beyond uh, the original sort of source yeah. of the trauma, what you're going through. And in the UK, there's um, like social prescribing has just sort of taken the initial step to saying that medication and just giving people pills is not like the the way forward. It's just putting a band-aid, a plaster, Ooh, to say. I, on, uh, I need to find out more about that. I need to find out who's doing that. I need to contact them and... Mm. and, uh, and, and be a voice like help them because yeah. this is thing for me at the moment that I really would I would love to be a voice an influencer that mm. um, supports and encourages and brings about change in this yeah yeah I really yeah. would I would oh, it would be amazing I'm really glad that yeah, that's they're, happening yeah they're only just t starting to say that we need to look at people's lives holistically, look at the whole way they're living and promote exercise, nutrition, um, relaxing pastimes that keep them uh, occupied and the whole self-care kind of um, way of thinking. So yes. yeah, it's a step in the right direction and it is like the initial uh, kind of thing. Um, yeah. So what is, what is the best part about your job? What do you love about it? I, lo I love setting people free. You know, when I have an initial conversation with someone who tells me that they've been dealing with depression for 40 years and they're telling me about the devastating effect it's had on their life and then they do three sessions with me and they don't know themselves. There's, there's just nothing like it. People yeah. who have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, bad nightmares, all sorts of things that traditional medical practice has told them they can't recover from, that they'll have to live with. And they spend time with me and they find themselves and they, they find themselves totally free, not just of the emotional um, pain that they were dealing with but we have to understand that so many physical especially autoimmune so much pain in the neck the shoulders the head the back and autoimmune diseases IBS Crohn's disease um, so many things are actually related to the emotional pain that the body holds and it manifests physical symptoms to make you take notice so when we do the emotional work, what do you think happens? We don't even work on the physical things and they just clear up. These autoimmune diseases, 
serious skin conditions, asthma, arthritis, fibromyalgia, they just clear up. That's why it's, it's horrific that the medical, the whole medical practice is, is not leaping with joy about this and just telling people what's possible and what they could and should do um, to, 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 to be different, to heal, to live life differently and, and to just to, to be free because the mind can heal anything. That's what I've learned. The mind can heal anything. Yeah. It seems that um, there's so much that could be done and we're just lagging behind with it all. Absolutely. Um, how, how do you see, as you say, spreading the word? What's your goal to try and yeah. promote this kind of healing? Oh. Thank you for asking. That's amazing. Yeah, so I'm actually investing in um, a PR company at the moment to help me do this. So I'm plowing my money back into a PR company to help me try and spread this word. Um, I'm obviously I'm doing my own work with I have a webinar and that kind of thing. Obviously, the problem is when people are told by by a doctor or someone that you can't heal and then they get someone like me say that's not true they're very skeptical like who who do you think you are you know so there's all of that but fortunately there are more of us there are becoming more and more holistic practitioners more stories of people who have healed can heal more healers like myself there's my own story i have a podcast I decided to start a podcast to showcase the stories of women who had horrific traumas in the past and how they overcame them to create very successful lives. That kind of thing. We need more of that out there. Um, plus, I have just invested in getting uh, personal contacts with about 10 journalists here in Australia that I can start pitching stories to um, around how, see, like at the moment, um, the World Economic Forum has all this information out about the Great Reset. And it's all about finance and climate and the economy. And it's fantastic. What about health? Here's the time for the great reset on health. Let's look at what we're doing and just pull the whole thing apart and reassemble it in a way that works. We, we, we will change the world, change the world when people really understand how the mind and the body works and that everything they need to be whole and healthy is already within them. It just needs someone to show them how. Imagine how different the world would be. So anyway, you can tell I'm quite passionate about this. It's, uh, it's oh, my yes. thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Plus I have just written, I have just written to our minister here in WA, our health minister. I've just written to him outlining all my concerns and saying, why, why is none of this happening? So I, I'm just starting to really pursue this because yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can see people get entrenched in, this is how it is. This is my life living with this condition. Like yes. you said, the C, um, CPTSD. Um, yeah. 
someone that's been suffering with that, um, what's the difference between the complex PTSD and the traditional PTSD? Yeah, so post that they are very, very different. So, so post-traumatic stress disorder tends to be something that can happen at any time in your life. And it's related to the trauma response in your body to a particular event. So it could be that you have a horrific car crash, um, an, an accident or, or witnessing something, you know, um, maybe uh, be, being a victim of some kind. Um, it, it's normally uh, one big event. Um, and of course, people, we know that war veterans as well, um, although there's, there's a feeling that that is more complex now as well. But anyway, it's, it's two events that are outside of yourself. These are events that you witness or that you take part in that affect you. Complex post-traumatic stress is sustained and persistent abuse that involves betrayal over a period of time when you are vulnerable and powerless. So you can't remove yourself. So we're talking about really when you're a child. So when you're a child, and the betrayal is that you are in a home, so you have no choice. You're there. You, you, you have no options. And the people that should care for you betray you and do the opposite, whether that's emotional, sexual, or physical abuse, whatever kind of abuse it is, because the way it affects you as a child, you don't look at the adults around you and see that they are defective you assume that you are. So you take it on. Aside from the fact that you've got no safety, so you don't develop emotionally because all of your resources are going to defense rather than to emotional development. It affects people in very, very serious ways. It really is a developmental trauma. It's very real. But the betrayal and the way it leaves you feeling about yourself. This is why people in these situations go on to be in other abusive relationships. And it's because of how they feel about themselves. And, and that's, that's the problem with it. I mean, it's multi-layered, it's very complex, but that's the difference between the two. So one is about something that happens outside of you. And one is something that very definitely happens to you in a persistent way and changes how you feel about yourself. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. So then they get the ingrained patterns and I can see that it, it continues on throughout the life unless we get like professional help. Yes. Um, do you think that um, people that are in situations where they experience all these any of these kind of things um do they need to question what help they get from say the medical profession and really demand that they get some different kind of help yeah they really i mean for most people unless you're going to go privately then the kind of holistic help that i give just isn't available 
um, you're not going to find this recommended by your doctor or funded by your state system. Um, and if you've got the money, then please research holistic services. Um, but if you are relying on your state, what you, I'm not saying that you will get this, but at least be informed on what you should do is make sure that the therapist you are referred to is trauma aware or trauma trained. I have people coming to me who've been in therapy for speaking to someone the other day who'd actually been in therapy for 16 years for CPTSD. And when we spoke, she said it was the first time she actually understood CPTSD because she had never had a trauma. She'd never had a trauma aware therapist. 16 years. So yes, that if they can give you some help and some advice, I mean, this is why we need to make sure that the system is referring. Not everyone needs it, but people who need this specialist trauma healing from these deep emotional wounds, because trauma is a body. Trauma affects the nervous system as well. And someone has to know, someone has to know that, they have to be dealing with your nervous system as well, you know? Um, so yes, try, try and ask, make sure that whoever you're referred to is trauma aware that that's what you want. I'm not saying you'll get it. Like there are, from what I can gather, it seems like there are very, very few trauma aware therapists within the state systems and that's worldwide. America, Australia, it doesn't matter who, which client I'm dealing with from which country. This, this is why I've got so passionate about what's being offered um, because it, it's a worldwide issue that people are just not yeah. being given the right therapy. And it's, it's, it's wrong. It's really wrong. Yeah. And uh, what makes you different from most other therapists? Is it the trauma aware or is it? Yeah, obviously it's, I think there's a few things. Um, I think number one, obviously I, I deal with hypnotherapy, uh, which is very, which is specifically amazing dealing with the subconscious. Um, there is the fact that I'm trauma aware and that all of my focus is on trauma and abuse and mental health. So I'm very focused, very specialized, but then, and I know clients say this to me a lot. It's very apparent to them in the work that we do that I have been through this myself. I've mm. I've, I've discovered, understood my own childhood traumas, how they affected me, the patterns they created, what I had to do to break them. You know, all of that is very, very apparent when I work with people and they say it a lot. It's very different to working with a therapist who has learned something from a book. You know, sure. when people are talking about being in this dark tunnel of depression, I've been there. This extreme anxiety, I've been there. You know, these negative thought patterns, I, I've been there. I, I can completely have so much empathy uh, for, for what they are describing. I think it really, really helps. I think, um, yeah, it's great to touch on the deeper levels and what's involved in healing from trauma. So it's, uh, it's great to get this conversation and really 
spread the message of what's available. Um, yeah. So. so I just think that so many more people need to be having this conversation mm. in a much higher yeah. level. P people who can actually do something, people who can bring about change, but it's people like me that need to let them know what those changes need to be, what we're seeing, what we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And then really get it into sort of, the medical profession as like being a way to go rather than avoiding and skirting around the issue. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies and their grip on the profession and the way mode of healing that they promote. So yeah, it's it's been fantastic to uh, really get into this and explore what what people can do and that they don't actually have to suffer for years and years so thanks very much for that if you had an hour for yourself for self-care uh, what would you choose to do there's a few things i love walking in the forest with my dog and that is just getting back to nature is amazing otherwise for me because i don't get that much time off so just curling up in a favorite chair with a book that's how that i love to do that and if i can have a glass of wine and a, and a beautiful candle burning at the same time i'm in heaven i'm i'm easily pleased you know so but yeah th those two things just beautiful spaces for me to be in brilliant yeah it's it's great to get those simple pleasures just take yourself back to having that experience and taking time out for yourself that's always valuable i think is that um so where could we find out more about yourself yeah so look i'm sure you'll put this all in the show notes but the easiest thing for people to remember is my website which is sallyg.com so it's the name sally with the letter g at the end sallyg.com and everything about me is on there you can access my podcast uh, my youtube channel information about me what i do the results i get and what people can do also is book in for a free 30 minute session with me um, because i never just start working with people i always spend time with them first working out where they are at um, and making sure they understand what I do and why it works and how I can help them. Because if I'm going to work with someone, I want to make sure I can get them the result. So I always do that preliminary work first. So I would encourage people to book in for that free 30 minutes with me. Just because often people will just get some clarity or understanding from just talking to me because my approach is a bit different. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to do that, they're very welcome. And you can do that from the website. It's all there. Great. That's great. And it's been really enlightening. I've uh, really loved having you on the show and I'm sure uh, our listeners will find it of great benefit. So thanks very much, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I always appreciate every opportunity 
that I have to kind of share my voice and let people know of the opportunities and the possibilities that are available. Yeah. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Natural Life Flow. I appreciate you taking the time out. If you like this episode, please comment, like and share. Tag your friends and let's grow the natural community. I'll speak to you on the very next episode.